you see the line of chairs, we production a lot of uh, more than 2,000 pieces a day. Yehuda Cohen is the CEO of Lipsky, an Israeli company that produces plastic products. The factory is located around 10 miles inside the Palestinian West Bank, but labels on the products state made in Israel. Of course made in Israel, of course made in Israel. It's made in Israel. Israeli settlements in the West Bank, including the industrial areas, are deemed illegal under international law. Still, they continue to grow and are today home to more than half a million Israelis. For decades, the U.S. has been a lead broker in Israeli-Palestinian peace negotiations. U.S. administrations have repeatedly condemned Israeli construction in the occupied Palestinian territories. But a new trade bill might set a new precedent for American policy. On February 24th, President Barack Obama signed a trade bill that doesn't distinguish between Israeli companies inside its internationally recognized borders and within the occupied West Bank. So it's incredibly problematic. Speaking to FSRN over the phone from the U.S., Sarah Sabdoun from Human Rights Watch worries about the implications. I mean, it's basically redefining Israel in a way that um, contravenes uh, states' duties not to recognize Israeli sovereignty over, over the settlements. Obama expressed the same concern when signing the bill, saying that by conflating Israel in the Israeli-controlled territories, certain provisions are contrary to long-standing U.S. policy. He stated that while he is president, he will not apply the part of the bill tied to the protection of West Bank settlements. But the statement doesn't prevent future presidents from applying it. And this would signal the end of the two-state solution to the Israeli-Palestinian conflict, says Palestinian-American businessman Sam Bahur. Because if this legality of settlements is given, then the whole paradigm of two states no longer has a meaning. In addition to the trade bill, Illinois and South Carolina passed similar anti-boycott laws last year. Another 11 states are considering similar measures. It's completely removing the notion that there is another piece of land that is not part of the Israeli sovereign. So not only is it legalizing settlements, it's also giving Israel the ability to claim all of the land from the river to the sea. The state-level bills are a response to a growing movement calling for boycott, divestment and sanctions, in short BDS, against companies profiting from the Israeli occupation. The legislation targets boycotts against Israel on both a national and international level. It specifies that the U.S. must discourage foreign trade partners from boycotting Israeli goods, report any decisions made by foreign private and public institutions to limit business with Israel, and prevent investigations or prosecutions by international organizations into Americans doing business in an Israeli-controlled area. This severely restricts personal freedoms, says Saadun from Human Rights Watch. I mean, the, the provisions are problematic from, from a broader perspective um, uh, from our, because they, you know, seek to disrupt a nonviolent civil society um, movement. The BDS movement in the U.S. has gained significant support in recent years. Artists, musicians, student unions, academics and religious groups and congregations have publicly announced different forms of boycotts targeting Israeli goods and services. In January, the United Methodist Church, representing 13 million members, decided to divest from Israeli banks operating in the settlements. And bowing to enormous pressure from the BDS movement, the Israeli company SodaStream closed its last factory in the West Bank on February 29th. 
60% of the West Bank is under full Israeli control and inaccessible for Palestinian development, leaving the economy dependent on donor aid. A recent report by Human Rights Watch concludes that settlement businesses contribute to Israel's violations of Palestinian rights. The Lipsky Plastics Factory is located in the Israeli industrial park Barkin. Research by Human Rights Watch indicates that Barkin lies on privately owned Palestinian land confiscated by the Israeli army in 1981. Today it's one of 14 industrial zones with a total of around a thousand Israeli businesses across the West Bank. By generating jobs and taxes for the settlement municipalities, they foster continuous growth, says Saadun. Um, by basically helping uh, settlements to function. They are also contributing to Israel's unlawful confiscation of uh, West Bank land and, and other uh, resources, which under international law can only be used for the benefit of the Palestinian people or for strict military necessity. As a counter move, pro-Israeli lobby groups seek to fight the boycotts. One way is by introducing politicians and opinion makers to factories like Lipsky. I want to show them that boycott or destroyed industrial areas, this is not the way. I'm, I say to everybody, I'm not a settlement. I'm, I'm industrial area. Cohen says that lately he has welcomed several American officials, as well as ambassadors and parliamentarians from around the world. Palestinian rights activists fear that this diplomatic battle will lead to more anti-boycott legislations in and outside of the U.S. Lena Otgor reporting for FSRN from Barkan and Ramallah in the West Bank.